Welcome to Guides to the Unknown. I'm Kristen. I'm William. And we are here to tell you scary tales that are going to make you feel ooky spooky. Oh, so scary. <laughs> uh, so this week on the show, we're going to do something uh, a little bit different. Yeah. We were a bit impulsive, and I'm mm-hmm. very excited about yeah. it. Yeah, opportunistic. Yes. We were originally going to sit down and once again talk about legendary creatures. Yep. I actually had in mind that I was going to bring to the table. Uh-huh. Postponed. Something more important came up. That's right. This week on the show, we're going to be talking about, uh, what do you even want to call it? I don't know. Methods of contacting the dead. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like, me- yeah. Methods of uh, communing with the deceased. Yeah. With the other side. Right. Through mm-hmm. the veil. Peeking through the veil. That's right. Different ways you can do that. Yeah. Different angles to peek around it. Yeah. And we're Maybe not even talking go about, under uh, it. We're not. <laughs> Yeah, go under the veil. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're not talking about like uh, when people do, what is it, like cold guessing or whatever it's called? Oh, cold reading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about that. We're talking yeah. about like seances. Mm-hmm. Yep. We're talking literally about seances. Seances and Ouija boards. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm very excited about it. Yeah. Thank you all for tuning in. Yep. And uh, I guess, yeah, why don't we do this? All right, sweet. Kristen, you want to kick it off? So I am going to tell you about the Fox Sisters. Okay. <laughs> William, what do you know about the Fox sisters? They sound nice. (laughs) I know nothing. They're real nice. No, I know nothing beyond what you told me the other day. Okay. Yeah. Let me take you back. Okay. Back in time. Whoa. To to the early 1800s. Okay. Early to mid in a mystical place called um, upstate New York. Wow, it sounds amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So there is this family, the Fox family, and there were two daughters who were 11 and 14. And they started telling their mom that they were like hearing these noises in their room. These like, they keep calling them rappings or knockings and everything that you read. Just like, Sounds like rapping dun, dun, dun. isn't a word that like really gets used. No, like you know, rap music, but not yeah. like something oh. was rapping upon the door, Mama. <laughs> exactly, no one ever says that. They're hearing rappings. Cool. And so you know, they they show their mom and dad or whatever, and they start to notice that they can somehow communicate. They can ask for a rapping to happen, then it'll happen. Ah. So then they start to divide. They're asking yes or no questions. It's responding. They devise an alphabet of like things that correspond to letters for rappings. Yeah. I, I imagine almost like in Stranger Things where she sets up the letters underneath the lights to yeah. light up. Yeah. So they set up some sort of code and the family is like, man, would you get a load of this? So they call neighbors over and the neighbors are testing it and it's all working. Like the wrappings are answering questions and doing all this stuff. Like that is weird. So then I don't remember why this happens. I think it's just because they sell the farm that they live on maybe or something. But the two girls, their names are Kate and Maggie and they're 11 and 14. Okay. They're sent to live with their sister, Leah, Leah Fox Fish. Um, wow. Yeah. This is like a fable. Yeah, I know. Like, this sounds like Wind in the Willows or something. Like, yeah. Mr. Bullfrog came by. <laughs> right. It's all animal names. Yeah, that's so weird. So she's 33. She's a lot older than them. She's okay. married. I can't remember if she has kids or not. But so she hears about this rap, rap, rapping at the chamber door, and uh, Leah wants in, so to speak. Excuse me. What do you mean so she wants in? Uh, so to speak. Let's not get ahead of ourselves here. Um, oh, 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 oh. Well, Chrissy, let's uh, slip. I, <laughs> I now see through the facade. I can see the universe. I you understand. You cannot. You know nothing. Uh, you are but an ant in the afterbirth. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll, remain, I'll erase my memory. Crap. Okay. Okay. Leah finds that she has similar. Does this screw everything up for you? Leah finds she has similar abilities to her younger sisters. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> so these wrappings are happening. All right. And in Rochester, part of what's so interesting is that this was actually very much a hotbed of like spiritual communities. A lot of religions hap- started in Rochester, like Mormonism started in Rochester. Okay. Much um, earlier than this happened, but Mormonism, the Quakers were really heating up in Rochester, New York. Wow. That might even be where it started. It sounds like you have um, Mormon fever. You just saw a book of Mormon. I know. Yeah. I know. So weird. Did you I do anticipate have Mormon that? fever. Did you know? No. 
Wow. I know. It's like you did research in a weird way. <laughs> Serious. It was. They were yeah. like, Joseph Campbell was in Rochester. And I was like, ah, oh, he must have found the golden plates in his backyard there. Yeah. Did yeah. you love it? Did you love like Book of Mormon? I loved it. I love that show. I loved it. It was so great. Amazing. Um, but yeah, so there's a, like a lot of different religion and spirituality stuff happening, partially because it's during some war. I can't remember which one. But there are people dying. and so Civil War? Yes. It's the late it's 1800s, right? Early. Er- oh. Early to mid. Okay. It's like, I think like 1848-ish when this is happening. Actually, it's definitely 1848. Let me try something. Okay. Hey, Allie, when was the Civil War? Okay. Sweet. Thank you. 1860 to It doesn't quite work for this. No? Okay. But I don't know. There's there's a lot of upheavals, what yeah. I was reading. Actually, it kind of works for later. Like, it, it's gaining traction during this time. <clears throat> and so it's gaining traction par- partially because people are losing relatives and stuff and kind of looking for meaning yeah. in their lives because their lives are sucking. So, um, so, yeah. So there are these neighbors whose names are the posts. They're kind of like pillars of the community in Rochester. And they are Quakers. And they're radical Quakers, hmm. which means they're into um, abolitionism. Um, like, I don't know, suffragitism into ladies okay. being able to vote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and temperance, not drinking. Okay. But so the posts go to the foxfish's house because they hear about this stuff and they're like, whoa, this is amazing. But let's see if they can do it like not at home. They're kind of like, maybe something's up here. Yeah. So they bring them to their house and they're able to produce the same results. Hmm. And they're able to communicate with their daughter who died. Oh. I know. That's one of those things where, again, not to tip my hand. Yeah. Maybe it gave them some sort of something, but it's still gross. I know. It's gross. Well, but they're doing it for themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, like if if you've got these people that are like – can we drop the facade? So no, no. Yeah, I mean, you already basically <laughs> yes, said. Yes, fine. So they're obviously fabricating this in some way. Yes. we don't know how yet. Yeah, but uh, they're fabricating it, and somebody's trying to test their abilities. Mm-hmm. And that somebody starts going like, "All right, I want to talk to my dead child." Mm-hmm. It's not their fault. Like, yeah. what are they going to be like? All right, you caught us. We've been lying this whole time. Or right. are they just going to be like? Maybe we can just skate by. Right. And they're 11 and 14 still. Yeah, exactly. When this they're happens. They're like kids. Yeah. yeah. So it's not really them necessarily taking advantage of trying to contact this couple's dead daughter. It's this yeah, couple being like, they didn't, like we want to test them. this system. Yeah. They didn't like seek them out because they were like, oh, they have somebody they've lost. So this is a perfect person for us to do the thing to right. or whatever. So, um, so then they're like blown away that they could do this, not just on their turf, basically. Yeah. And they feel like they're the real deal. Somewhat. There's a little skepticism. So they hold a town – well, I don't know if they call it a town hall meeting, but they go to the town hall and there are 400 people that come. So there's like a town hall event going on where it's the Fox sisters who are able to talk to the other side. And it's all done with wrappings and noises like that. It's not them ever being like, huh, I'm hearing from whatever. It's all yes or no questions um, or number questions. Yeah. Or, like I said, spelling things out with this weird system or whatever, which I bet takes forever. Yeah, it's Um, because you'd just be like, was that a was that a is B? that a B? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then they have to knock for yes or no for B. Yeah, just ugh. <laughs> yeah, so get through it. They go there and everybody's blown away and impressed. But a really weird thing is that um, the lady of the posts, the wife, then facilitates. All, it's all women, but they do like. Uh, a search with with the um, fox's consent. They bring them to like a separate room and they disrobe to show that there's no tricks going on. Like oh. it's not like they're like I don't know have some sort of like little thing that they're making a popping noise with or something like that. Okay. They're like search them. I'm sure it's not a cavity search, but they like. Is that really the most likely way that they're? I guess what the noise is. I Everything's guess if... made of wood. <laughs> yeah, but I guess if they're not moving or something, like maybe they're maybe you can see they're sitting right. and noises are happening or something like or that. Or they're just being like. Knock knock. Yeah. How are they doing this? I don't know. So they they like check them out basically, and they're like, "Wow, they don't have anything on them that could be creating this. This is amazing." So then, um, so word is like spreading that these girls can do this. It's starting to become kind of a phenomenon. Yeah. And then this guy who was so there was a burgeoning movement, which is kind of a religion called spiritualism. It's still around today, but like not too much of a thing. It's I can't believe that you're talking about this. Spiritualism? So much of my notes on my thing are being like, what was up with this time period? I kept in my research yeah. coming across like casual mentions of like, 
Well, yeah, due to the spiritualism boom of the late 1800s. And I underlined it being like, what, what, what does this mean? And you're telling me now. Well, that's part of why I wanted to do this when we talked about doing Ouija, because they kind of like fit together a little bit. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, so it's partially the period where there was a lot of like, there were wars and things going on where people were dying a lot, so people were kind of like looking for meaning. Yeah. Plus, I don't know if it was just that like, communication was starting to be a little bit easier. You could kind of like get books more easily and and things like that. Like people, or I should say, people could distribute information a little bit more easily than they had been able to previously. Yeah. So I think that had to do with the boom. People were starting to have these ideas maybe independent of any war or problems but they're able to be heard by a wider audience so more people were gathering into this kind of thing so yeah so spiritualism is it's not it's kind of religious not exactly because you could be like a protestant and a spiritualist you could be jewish and a spiritualist or whatever there are a few pillars of it it's basically that you believe that there is an afterlife yeah you believe that there's some sort of higher power. Um, it's it's almost like the origin of people saying that they're spiritual, not religious. Because it's like I believe in something. Yes, I don't know what you'd call it. Which is me. Yeah. Um. So like that there's something, but we don't know what it is or whatever. Yeah. Um. Then they believed that, like, so okay, so your soul is like a separate thing from your body. And when you die, you still have the you, – you or your soul still has the ability to, like, grow and learn and change oh. after you've died. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is a little different. Um, those are some big ones. I can't remember all the pillars of it. But yeah. it's basically – it's – well, I was going to say it's not that crazy. But it's it's not super – nuts it's basically that you believe in life after death you believe that there might be able to be some more some kind of communication i'm sure some people are more specific about it or something but it's basically a belief in something beyond what we can see and that when you die something happens to your energy or whatever's in your body so one of the pillars of spiritualism is this guy named andrew jackson davis so he heard about the girls and he was all impressed and everything and so he took them to his ha- and all the girls not not just um not just kate and maggie it was leah the sister too okay yeah um so there was like 30 who's like 33 okay but the girls still have like no adult supervision basically because she's not like a mother figure to them she's more like a manager okay sla- or a momager <laughs> wow yeah she is she, so she was like a dance mom yes completely okay. she met the she well not met i'm sure she met him before but she heard about this thing yeah. with the girls was like I mean we don't know this explicitly but it seems like come on honey boo boo get your go go juice and make some ghosts appear my special juice is gonna help me win I'm gonna contact a ghost (laughs) I love her I'm gonna contact a ghost whoa you can (laughs) perfect YouTube everybody YouTube um so, yeah, so they have, like, no adult supervision. They, they start drinking very early in life because it's just, like, um, nobody's watching them. They're with, like, grown-ups all the time. Little Drew Barrymore's. Yeah, like, it doesn't seem great. Yeah. There's no, um, beyond the fact that they'll start drinking early, there's nothing about, like, anything else. But just, like, I don't know, they're just hanging out with grown-ups all the time and drinking. Yeah, it doesn't seem good. good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so they go to Andrew Jackson Davis's house and, um... And he keeps having people come in to see what these girls can do. And they basically become like hot shit in New York. And lots of like New York, like muckety muck people come. So then they end up renting rooms in the Barnum Hotel. Oh. Yep. It was P.T. Barnum's cousin's hotel. <laughs> Barney Barnum. Dale Barnum. Yeah. I don't know what his name is. <laughs> Dale um, Barnegy. Yeah. <laughs> Barnegy. Um, and and so they start having seances and stuff like it's it's mostly it seems like the two younger girls together and then Leah will be off by herself Counting doing things money. too yeah probably <laughs> um, but they they start doing seances but again all with knocking and yeah. everything um, and then in what I read just an anecdote about some of their seances at one point the knocks went along with a song so I wonder if somebody was like my Jeremy loved Campdown races. <laughs> 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 and then it's like knock 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 and she's like jeremy he always loved the doodahs <laughs> there was favorite part <laughs> and um, <laughs> and also at one point and this is a brutal um they spelled out which is supposed to take it a long time spiritualism will work miracles in the cause of reform good golly. people are just sitting there like okay all right 
Um, hey. <laughs> uh, uh, is it? Uh, it's I. Yeah. It's I. Okay, R. It's I. Yeah. Okay. God. Um. So, and this is over years and years and years. And I'm yeah. kind of saying this is not in like the two years. They're not since still they 14. <laughs> no, like this is over the course of years. They're doing seances for a ton of time, right. basically. Um. And during that course of time, tons of people are joining the spiritualist movement. It's getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. And there are more and more people coming out as mediums or doing wrappings and knockings and things like that. So there are people who are following it. Yeah. And people who are like, I don't know, you call it. I don't know. People who are participating yeah in. just it, it, taking part in it as a form of entertainment almost well that's not what i mean but i'm sure but like oh. i think there are people who are following it as a movement that they believed in and then also people let's say practitioners people okay. like them who were coming out as mediums and had services and okay, stuff like yeah, that yeah. so um so yeah so maggie and katie are drinking a lot they're like not doing well and they basically bra- and they've gotten married. Like I think it's Maggie. It's really weird. It sounds like this guy just negged her. It was like um, somebody who was very skeptical of what she did and like didn't buy it. And there were skeptics all throughout this time, by the way. Yeah. Like you could distribute information, you know, well during this time, but not so well that it would kind of like. And they were so they were hugely popular. Yeah. So there were times where it was like pretty much disproven what they were doing, and I'll go into it after I tell you how they did it because I don't want to say yet. But it didn't gain traction, really. Like, it it didn't really blow up that, like, oh, my God, we just, you know, something's up with this. Because it just, it just didn't. I don't know yeah. why. So, anyway, yeah, Maggie met this and married this guy who was like, well, I don't buy what you're doing. And they got married. And he was, I think, Catholic or something. And she ended up converting and later, like, renounced spiritualism and huh. stuff. Okay. Um, But this gets so shady and so good. So... Well, this isn't the shady part. They're drinking a lot. Things are not good. Kate has kids. Maybe Maggie does too. And Leah is spreading rumors that Kate doesn't take care of her kids because she's drinking too much all the time. Oh, okay. So Maggie and Kate hate Leah now and also probably for like basically pimping them out when they were really young and yeah, starting this yeah. whole thing that's kind of become like a not great force in their lives maybe. So there has been, you know, talk that this is maybe not the real deal, what they've been doing all this time. Um, somebody offers them, I can't remember if it's a reporter or something, $1,500 and Maggie goes, she has an appearance at the New York Academy of Music. Kate is there in the audience supporting her and she reveals that it's all been a charade this entire time. Leah knew all along. There are tons of people there, like reporters and everything. And the way that they did it was by cracking their toes in a certain way. That created this sound that was interpreted as the knocking. And so let me find... We have an MP3 of their token. No, no, but I'll read you what she said because it's it's recorded. Wow. Okay, let me see. Cha-cha-cha. I don't know if I want to read this whole thing. Um, okay, the wrapping are simply the result of a perfect control of the muscles of the leg below the knee, which govern the tendons of the foot and allow action of the toe and ankle bones that is not commonly known. Such perfect control is only possible when the child is taken at an early age and carefully and continually taught to practice the muscles, which grow stiffer in later years. This, then, is the simple explanation of the whole method of the knocks and wraps. That is astounding. Yeah, it's crazy. And so... And loud enough that people were like... Well, it's we can all hear this. Yes. And they can do a stage show. Yes. It's loud enough. Yes. Oh, oh okay. So actually, so she did her that's not what she said on the stage. Okay. She did talk about it on the stage. Then she did a, she gave a signed confession to the press and it was published in New York World. So that's from that. That's why it's like written like that. Huh. And then she also wrote a great many a great many people when they hear the rapping imagine at once that the spirits are touching them. It is a very common delusion. Some very wealthy people came to see me some years ago when I lived in 42nd Street and I did some rappings for them. I made the spirit rap on the chair and one of the ladies cried out, I feel the spirit tapping me on the shoulder. Of course, that was pure imagination. <laughs> okay, and then I think this is really funny. Here is where it all started with the um, you know, the wrappings in her room at home before they moved out. So in 1888, mm-hmm. the same year that she confessed all this on the stage, she told her story of the origin of the mysterious wrappings. And I love this. William, it has to do with apple bumps. Apple bumps. When we went to bed at night, we used to tie an apple to a string and move the string up and down, causing the apple to bump on the floor. Or we would drop the apple on the floor, making a strange noise every time it would rebound. Mother listened to this for a time. She would not understand it and it did not, uh, she would not understand it and did not suspect us as being able, 
uh, being capable of a trick because we were so young. That's not a during, trick. During the night, <laughs> Kate challenged the invisible noisemaker, presumed uh, presumed it to be a spirit, to repeat the snaps of her fingers. It did. Get these kids an iPad. Snap, 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 <laughs> snap, snap. That's my toast. Crack, crack, crack. Yeah. Crack, crack, so crack. She did that apple smack. <laughs> so she did that on the stage in front of everybody. So by this point, she's like, I don't know, 54? She's 54 to 51. I can't remember which, which age she is. And she's like, all right, guys, this is what I've been doing forever. Crack, crack, crack. Or whatever. <laughs> so, like, everybody, like, flipped, basically. Yeah. The mainstream press who was, like, not – or people who weren't in spiritualism anyway were like, this is a death blow to the spiritualist movement. Like, this proves everything is, like, crap. It's oh. crap. And then – It's all an apple on a string game. Right. And That should have become a phrase. <laughs> is this another one of those apple on a string? Oh, what do you – you're going to try to apple bump me now? Is yeah, that what we're doing? Apple bump. So, um, and then, um, you know, some spiritualists are probably just like, well, this is just what we believe. That wasn't the whole part of it anyway. And then some spiritualists. But maybe a ghost taught them how to bump apples. <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe a ghost controlled their toes. Okay. So a medium said that he channeled somebody who said like, yes, I told the girls to do. Oh my God. <laughs> I know. What a I, funny I way to try to prove something. Totally. And then some, some spiritualists who like didn't want their professions besmirched, <laughs> yeah. um, who like, you know, made their job of this or whatever, basically said that, um, that Maggie was just a hater and she was like washed up. So then she was trying to get some press by saying that this was fake the whole time. So things really went hell- downhill for the Fox sisters, as you can imagine. Yeah. Things weren't so good. That $1,500 didn't last forever. Maggie tried to recant a year later and say that wasn't true, but the damage was done, obviously. Yeah. She did it on stage in front of everybody. Yeah. You can't, you can't reveal no. the, the, the mystery. No, you can't crack your little piggies a ton, no. make the exact same sounds that you've been making with your <laughs> your mediumship wrappings and then be like uh, actually i lied she could I... <laughs> she could have instead been like well but isn't it also really impressive how loudly i can crack my toes <laughs> do you and guys then just want to see that to go on toward going like yeah oh i thought she was just punctuating the music with a crack uh the entertainer yeah, she That's be- one of the first songs I learned how to play on the piano. <laughs> the entertainer. <laughs> Don't you wish She's you could just see me? Cracking her toes. <laughs> Don't you wish you could see me as a kid playing the entertainer on a piano? Does that sound funny? All slow. <laughs> I was very good at piano, William. You've obviously forgotten all the awards that I won. Okay, <laughs> 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 with a <the> trombone. <laughs> Just waiting for his one part. Or it could be me, again, playing the tuba. Oh, yeah. Chris and a tuba for like a weekend. Okay, real quick. Fast forward through the story. <laughs> weird. Okay. So I wanted to get out of class, and they were holding tuba auditions. And I had, and I'm not kidding at all. It was like not me trying to save face. I had zero interest in playing the tuba. I just wanted to get out of class. And they kept calling me back for like the re, you know, like going through the rounds. I was like, all right, whatever. And then they were finally like, Christian, you won the tuba thing. And I was like, oh my God, no. <laughs> I have to play the tuba now? Yeah. So I took it home. I told them that I fainted from, from like breath. <laughs> like, Did you even try it once? I don't know. I, I probably. I, I remember it was propped up on two chairs yeah, and yeah. I crawled under it and stood up <laughs> in the tuba. Yeah. And I don't think I knew what to do then, so I just crawled back out of it. But I didn't crawl into the like the horn of the tuba. Yeah. I, should make it clear. <laughs> I wasn't that small. I've never been that small. I've never been small enough to crawl into the the, the big end of a tuba. <laughs> I mean, you have to be really small. That's like not even a normal kid. I'm stuck. <laughs> I'm stuck. My feet are just yeah. kicking out the end of the tuba. But that was the end of the tuba. I remember. I don't remember that specifically, but I just remember the per- like. They knew I was full of it. I knew I was full of it. They're just like, okay. What a funny. So I have to hold tuba auditions all over again. I guess. Right. What a funny. Th- I wish that like cell phone cameras like existed. <laughs> if mom and dad could just be like, my kid brought home a tuba from school. <laughs> yeah. She's pretending and, she wants to play the tuba. And quit the tuba. Yeah, I know the she doesn't want to The shame I brought on this. my parents. I joined tuba and quit. 
they made me join soccer. I quit like immediately. Made me do ice skating, and yeah. then mom threw a starburst on the. <laughs> Remember? Okay, again, sorry. This will be the last of my anecdotes about what a lazy kid I was. So my mom, mom and dad, not just my mom and dad, our mom and dad, were like desperate for me to do some sort of activity. Did they give up by the time you rolled around besides football? No, I, okay. I quit baseball, okay. t-ball, basketball, oh, right. okay. football. Yeah. They nev- I quit everything. God help them. They never learned. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, they were like desperate for us to like move our fat asses yeah. basically. And um, so we went to ice skating because my best friend Christy did ice skating. So mom was probably like, oh, maybe this will get Kristen to do something. I wouldn't move. Mom threw a starburst onto the ice for me to hopefully chase after. And I got on my knees and crawled on the ice after it. The shame I have brought to my family. That's like traumatizing. I know. For mom. For I think for both of you. <laughs> yeah. To like have this memory of being like a chubby kid just like scrambling after a starburst. I could on have ice. not gone for the starburst. <laughs> have a little dignity. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I don't think I was. Tra- that doesn't feel like a traumatizing memory to me, actually. <laughs> I obviously didn't care. Oh, anyway. God, that's insane. It's so insane. It's really crazy. The only thing I remember liking about ice skating is that I had those freaky freezies gloves or whatever. So they would, or whatever they're called, they color change gloves. Okay. And um, I remember wearing the, them at the rink. It was fun because it was like really cold in there. So it would change colors. Okay. <laughs> that is fun. <laughs> I remember I, I like to just sit still in, in cold look temperatures my, and look at my look gloves. Look at my gloves. <laughs> look at my hands for a while. <laughs> God, I miss skating. <laughs> I was okay. a bit of a skater. Yeah, <laughs> you might say. Um, okay, so okay, so then you know that didn't work. The damage was done. Yeah, they all ended up renouncing. I don't even know about, about Leah, but uh, Maggie and Kate renounced spiritualism a lot. They yeah. basically just wished they weren't involved in it. There was just like a bad time in their lives. They they had, they had lied about. It. it was just like a weird thing, and it's sad. Within five years of Maggie going on stage and doing that, all three sisters had died. Wow, they were all really really poor. Um, either Maggie or Kate, I wish I wrote it down, died in the middle of a bender. Mm. They like drank themselves to death. Yeah. And then the other ones, I don't remember. I don't even think it's said. I think it was just like this one died of alcohol poisoning or something. And the other ones just like 1800s illnesses or something. Wow. Or just like, you know, yeah. whatever. And then there's a postscript to this story. Oh, I didn't say. I kind of messed up. So the beginning when they lived on the farmhouse, they said that they were contacting or they're, you know, they were getting the spirit of a peddler. Oh. Um, his, his spirit was in the house who had been murdered. So in 1904, many years later, there were kids playing in the house. It was like abandoned by that time. It was like the neighborhood's scary house. Uh, it was known as the spook house. And the kids found bones in a crumbling wall. Whoa. So then a doctor was called and it gave credence to the peddler story because there were these like human bones. So again, it gave credence to the peddler. I mean, that's interesting. They obviously lied or whatever, but it's like it could either give credence to the peddler story or like this is just what it said. It's just kind of weird that they like picked up on a vibe almost. Maybe. Is that an interpretation? Or, yes. Or they um, they exploited a local mystery. The only weird thing about that is nothing in what I read talked about the fact that there was an actual factual local mystery. Yeah. So I don't really know. But then um, just five years later, another doctor examined those same bones. I don't know what prompted them to do this or whatever and realized that it was – I wrote a shady skeleton. Um, there were too many of some bones and not enough of others. Oh, that's weird. So it was like a composite. Yeah. And chicken bones. Oh. So there was a rumor in town that a guy planted them as a joke for somebody to find, and he never wanted to admit it come forward. That's weird. Yeah. What's wrong with that guy? I don't know. He's like, if somebody ever goes into the spook house, they're going to find bones. Funny joke, Ted. Yeah. And they also found something. It was I called, took like, some bodies from the local cemetery. Yeah, that's what it's For a silly joke. I was like, can I find more about this, please? Yeah, like, what's up where, with that guy? Where did they how, how did they have access to like so many ribs and not enough fingies or something? Yeah, like, fingies. <laughs> what is going on? Wait until they try to count the metatarsals. <laughs> There's too many. I put an extra two. Uh Um, so that kept a couple teeth for myself (laughs) (laughs) so that is the story of the fox sisters that is crazy i know and so that's one of like the the the, like stories of like 
the heyday of spiritualism and a, like, like the beginning of it, the yeah, burgeoning popularity. Yeah, totally. Seances and everything like it, it, it spread from there. Like yeah. it was really, really big. You probably came across it in England. Like Sir Arthur Conan Doyle was a spiritualist or spiritist. Some people called yeah. it. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, I did some research on some of the ways that people would like try to contact the dead mm-hmm. uh, in a seance that are really crazy. Like yeah. you were talking about the idea of them like rapping upon a wall yeah. and trying to like count numbers or do letters to get messages or yes, no, mm-hmm. which sounds a lot like a Ouija yeah, board. Totally. Those are all the symbols that are on a mm-hmm. Ouija board, mm-hmm. uh, which is what I will be discussing. Yep. But I was really curious to know other ways that like things that are similar to a Ouija board. Mm-hmm. Like that's the one that's the most popular that we know of now, yeah. but there are yeah. other ways that mm-hmm. like mediums would try to contact the dead. So yeah. I, I learned about a few. Mm-hmm. There's table turning. Mm-hmm. What's that? That's where a group of people all stands around a table, uh-huh. puts both of their hands on the table. Uh-huh. Almost as if, like with a Ouija board, you've got the board that has numbers and letters, yeah. yes, no, and you have the planchette, a little piece of wood or plastic that everybody has to put their hands on and yeah. scoot around. Mm-hmm. Almost as if the table is a giant planchette. Okay. Everybody puts both hands on the table, uh-huh. and then you ask questions out loud. Uh-huh. And if the table rocks, oh. lifts off the ground, tilts... Uh-huh. Uh, that might be an answer. Oh, so you're almost using it as like a pendulum. Yeah, kind of in a mm-hmm. weird way. You would say, uh, you would go like through the alphabet. You'd go like mm-hmm. A, B, mm-hmm. C. We board the seems table much more might, direct. I know. Yeah. The table might tilt and you'd be like, all right, so it starts with C. Yeah. A, oh, B, and have to go through the whole th- thing. I was like, oh yeah. my God. Similarly, uh, uh, there was like hanging a coin or a ring from a string uh-huh. and having uh, on a table like a bunch of letters and numbers. Yeah. And if the string dangles towards a symbol, mm-hmm. it's a message that's being spelled out like a little bit at a time. Now, what if it dingles? Uh, if it dingles or dangles, get out of the house. Just go. Run. Run, children. <laughs> <laughs> it's dingling. <laughs> uh, there are spirit trumpets. What? Horn-shaped speaking tubes that were said to magnify the whispering voices of spirits. Oh, so it's like an ear horn? Yeah. Yeah. It would bring the whispering sound of spirits to audible hearing (laughs) range. Spirit slates. Two chalkboards put face to face. Uh Uh-huh. And then when you open them, there might be a a, a message written in there by a spirit. Does that ever work? (laughs) No. Like how? That's what I'm saying. Like, no, why would that even continue more than once? Words. I'm sure it's a like a magic trick. Like, there's probably some way that you can secretly get a message on there. You know, I don't know how. Like, if you're just putting like two boards and you're like backing off. I mean, I don't know how like any magic tricks are done, but somebody finds a way. It's true. Yeah. God, magic drives me crazy. I know. Uh, spirit cabinets. This was my favorite. These yeah. are just portable little closets that uh-huh. a medium would crawl into, and typically be bound by rope. So that they're, it's like clear, like they're not messing with any of the other tools. <laughs> so it's like, Wait. it's mostly just trying to eliminate the medium uh-huh. from being able to use the uh, the chalkboards, right? So, so how do they do it then? I don't know. But something happened when they I did guess that. Something ha- yeah, I mean, these, so it could have been for the sake of argument. It could have been a legit medium who's just like really proving it. Yeah. Wow. Or like has like a partner. What a length to have to go to. You know. Well, yeah, it's magic tricks. And it was like livelihood. Yeah. You find ways to do these crazy parlor tricks. Man. And get that cheddar. Man. Get that cheddar. I get tied up in a box. Uh, so, yes, I'm, I'm uh, focused on Ouija boards now. Yes. Okay. Uh, uh, we were planning out family holiday stuff. Yep. One of our family members said that they wanted to, to do stuff with a Ouija board. Mm-hmm. And Kristen put the kibosh on it. No, thanks. Right I'm- flat. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Yeah. You guys can do it. I'll see you later. So it won't be happening. Yeah. But I immediately started studying Ouija boards because <laughs> I never think about them. I have one. Yeah. I've got one. I don't know if you can see it on YouTube. There's a secret Ouija board behind my office sign. I should have noticed that was back there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to run out of the house now? Yeah, please. Yeah. I was um, at a townwide garage. Why sale. do you have such a cool thing covered up like that? Uh, because I have so much other cool stuff too. The office sign you could move. I like the office sign. I do too. All right. Anyway. So uh, there was like a town-wide garage sale. and uh, <laughs> So good. <clears throat> there was an old lady selling stuff. And one of the things was a Ouija board. And it was like $3. So I asked her, you know, you know, can I have the Ouija board? And like, is there like a story or anything? And she yeah. goes, oh. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. She goes like, oh, that. Yes, we didn't even know it was there. <laughs> we found it in the attic. I believe it's from at least the 60s. I was like, oh, I, oh, give me this. Right. Handed her a crisp $3 bill yeah. and ran away. Yeah. Because that's not a real piece of money. Oh, right. 
that's like one of those got uh, out of there one of those jokes or whatever online where it's like find the problem and i w- wouldn't have noticed it one of those yeah. jokes or whatever you know <laughs> so i'm described he tells those he thinks he's like a joke teller <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> i ran away with the ouija board and then sat in the car and flipped it over it's from hasbro well wait didn't... with the copyright of 1991 <laughs> 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 so she got me i got got I thought something else funny happened. Like, the town didn't she yell something to another person who was there? Um, I don't know. It's fine. Maybe. I, yeah, I don't remember yeah. now. It's lost to time. Yeah. In the course. ages. Um, so anyway, I learned some, uh, frankly, crazy ass stuff uh-huh. about Ouija boards. Great. So people have been using Ouija boards to contact the dead. Yeah. For, I mean, we're talking about literally like thousand or more years yeah uh actually the origin of the ouija board the earliest reference to it is from like the year 420 wow yeah that's crazy three digit year cool (laughs) 420 Uh, cool year by the way uh, yeah about that smoke them if you got them i think i'm starting to see some spirits too (laughs) (laughs) i feel kind of funny (laughs) but i like it uh, um, so anyway, my notes here. Uh, one of the earliest mentions of automatic writing, because uh-huh. that's you know the planchette moves around and spells uh-huh. that stuff, is from China in the historical documents from the Lu Song Dynasty. Ooh, the method back then it wasn't known as Ouija. That, yeah, that wouldn't come around until like the late 1800s. I yeah. think the name. Uh, I do know about that. It was known as planchette writing. Uh huh. More specifically. It was the Chinese art of Fuji. Ah. Uh, some people used Fuji to write novels and stuff. So they oh. would have the board move around and spell things out and, and create stories. Yeah. Uh, but it was also used as a means of necromancy and communion with the spirit world. Hell yeah. And it was super popular during the Song Dynasty, uh-huh. which was around the year 960 to 1279. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> all right. Bust this. What? This is bust this. Check this out. Bust this. Everyone says what that. the hell? Okay, everyone go ahead. says that. <laughs> Authors associated its origin with summoning Zigu Shen, Ooh. also known as the Purple Maiden or the Purple Lady, also known as the Spirit of the Latrine. Ah, <gasps> doo doo spirits. Doo doo spirits. Um, <laughs> so. I found references. I found an article that describes who Zigu Shen was. Uh-huh. Uh, and they describe her in the headline of the article. This is from Hetrino. I'll put it in the, I'll yeah, put it in the notes for the episode okay. or something. Uh, <clears throat> the headline of it calls her, and I'm not siding with this. I'm sure. this. She's called the goddess of whores and toilets. Okay. Wow. Way to steal my things. <laughs> <laughs> You're a real Zigu Shen. Yeah. Uh, she was born as uh, this is one of the legends uh-huh. uh, as He Mai in Shandong, married as a concubine in 684, and the primary wife was jealous of her beauty and intelligence. Uh-oh. She forced He Mai to live in a shed by the outhouse and eventually murdered her, burying her corpse by the toilet. Oh boy. That's a lot. That's a whole lot. So the gods apparently took pity on her and made her the spirit of latrines mm-hmm. and patron of concubines <laughs> and gave her a bow and arrows with which to shoot cruel wives. Don't they have... Which I think is the plot of the crow. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't there like machines where you can shoot toilet paper up high so you can like toilet paper a house more efficiently or something? Yeah, something like that. She should have yeah. had that. You're right. Maybe in the modern era she Yeah, does. yeah. yeah. Um, Latrine... Yeah, used to be shit house. <laughs> um, women, Robert Hood, Robin Hood men in tights, guys. Right. Women, never mm-hmm. men, mm-hmm. would offer sacrifices to the Purple Maiden, bringing baskets decorated with earrings, with hair toilet pins, paper, and flowers to the toilet. Really? To the toilet? Oh, yeah. A young girl of about 10 years old was selected to hold it before an altar topped with candles, incense, and pounded rice. Was the toilet the altar? I don't know. It says that there's a table there, so maybe not. But the no, that nearby. could be the lid or the um, tank. You're right. You're that, right. That could serve be. as a table. Beautifully. Everyone, everyone would prostrate themselves and draw outlines of household objects like scissors and knives in the rice uh-huh. using a silver hairpin. 
That's awesome. While they prayed for abundance and good fortune in the new year. And toilets. <laughs> the basket was supposed to become heavier or make sounds in answer, a sign that the violet lady had heard them. Later, people would make a kind of paper image or wooden image of the goddess of the toilet. And on the 15th day of the lunar month, would worship it on the toilet. Even chanting. <laughs> this is the chant they would say. And I replaced like the names of the characters. Uh-huh. The like the relationships. Okay. Husband is not home, and the first wife has gone also. Pretty lady, you may come out to play. Of the which wait, I'd be like, they're on. Why don't I wait until you're out of the banyo? Yeah. Wait. Are they on the toilet? You said while they're saying this. That's what I got. She can't come out if you're sitting on it. I don't think she's in the toilet necessarily. No, I it's not think... like a weird version, like moaning Myrtle plus the ring. <laughs> she. Clamors out of the not. toilet. I suppose not. I was picturing her clamoring out of the toilet. Knocking on the seat. Yeah. Get out of my way. <laughs> if during the ritual the image moved, it means the deity has descended. Don't even know what that means. All right. Now, this is the much crueler version of the tale. Okay. Brace yourself. This is insane. Okay. A cruel empress tortured her husband's concubine. She invented a torture method called human pig. Oh, God. She would have her enemy's hands and legs chopped off. So she had no limbs to walk or hold. Ugh. Have her eyes dug out. Have lead poured in her ears. Poison down her throat and tongue cut out. Then she was left in the toilet. What the hell? Toilet's got to be involved. Yeah, obviously the toilet is really important to this process. The gods took pity on her and made her the goddess of the toilet. Look, is if you're going to take pity on me, can you make me the goddess of something nicer? I have to be the goddess of the toilet? Kristen. That's amazing. You must have felt like you really stepped in it when you started reading this stuff when you're researching Ouija, where you're just like, ah, I ah, believe it. so much toilet stuff. Well, because I was just reading the Ouija thing, and they yeah. said that like that Chinese scholars believe that there were stories about just trying to conjure a Zigu Shen. Okay. Yeah. All right, I'm going to earmark. Uh, I could have just said like conjuring spirits. Right. I, I wrote that at one point. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to look up Zigu Shen. Uh-huh. And boy, it changed my life. Yeah. So lucky. The maiden, uh, the goddess of toilets. Uh, awesome. Whores Come and on. toilets. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, that one. That's so weird. It's a lot. Anyway, yeah. uh, uh, eventually, perhaps for these reasons, mm -hmm. uh, the, 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 the Ouija boards were forbidden during the Qing Dynasty, which was in 1636 to 19. Wait, remind me, how did this connect to the forbidden Ouija for board? Like 300 years, because they would use their version of the Ouija board, like the original version, a spirit uh -huh. board, right? And they like originally, like scholars were like, well, they used to conjure people like Zigushen. Oh, so this was just like they could have picked anybody, but they just happened to mention Zigushen. Yeah. And I, okay, gotcha. I'm not going to ignore that. No, of course not. No, I just couldn't remember how it folded in. Can't leave that alone. No. Yeah, sorry. Can't maybe flush that away. Maybe I could have made that more clear, but <laughs> no matter what, once I found out about it, Zigushen was going to become a big part of this That's show. Amazing. Yeah. The goddess of toilets. <laughs> uh, like queen of latrine. Ooh, yeah. Right? That sounds like that if they're like. That there's an announcer badass. There's an announcer calling her under a room where they're like, "Here she comes, the <laughs> goddess of toilets, the queen of latrine, Zigushen." Hey. No, it's like wet footsteps coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that <laughs> is like <laughs> the ring. That makes it scary again. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> all right. So anyway, back to the actual yeah. Ouija board. I yes. Thank you for allowing me that diversion. No, please. It thank felt you. Very important. Yeah. <laughs> Very important. Uh, the Ouija board itself, mm -hmm. as we know it, literally mm -hmm. the Ouija board, yeah. would be created and named in Baltimore, Maryland in 1890. Oh, and it was in America. Yeah. Huh. Businessman Elijah Bond uh -huh. has the patent. Uh, but one of the manufacturers, a guy named Charles Kennard, claimed he learned the name Ouija, to call it Ouija board, mm -hmm. by using the board. The name came to him. By having the spirits spell it out on a Ouija board. I read something different, actually. There are many, there are many. Yeah, okay, origin disputed. stories. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had read that it was a combination of we in French uh -huh. and whatever jaws in German or something. Right. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like yes, yes board. It's yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the interpretations mm -hmm. as well, which I also don't think makes that much sense because it's not really a yes, yes board. Yeah. It might be like a yes, no board. Right. right? Like it's going to give mm -hmm. you either answers. Right. So it might be like, we know. We knee. Maybe we, it's like, maybe it's Ja and me. 
Yeah, maybe knee means no. Sure. Just it so could. it can be called a weenie board. That was I wasn't even Any trying. Any excuse to, we can just call it a weenie I board. I wasn't even trying to make that joke, and I'm not kidding. All right. I really wasn't. I was like, what would be no if something's John knee? And then I didn't even realize it until I said it. it sounds like a subconscious thing. Maybe. Just want to be able to call it the weenie board. <laughs> Um, uh, he, the guy at the time, said that Ouija was told to him by the spirits. Uh-huh. Uh, he said that it was an ancient Egyptian word that means good luck. Oh, okay. Also proven. Not like true? It, yeah, insanely okay. disputed. And, sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Um, <clears throat> so they eventually sold the entire thing out to competitors. Uh-huh. Um, Parker Brothers in uh-huh. 1966, who sold to Hasbro in 1991. It's yeah. literally a toy. Yeah. Um, it's so weird that it's a toy. I know. Like, even if you don't believe that it could do anything, like, that seems like a very strange toy. Yeah, I agree. I agree that it's literally supposed to be like, here, kids. Contact the dead. Yeah, that's bizarre. Like, Nintendo doesn't make toys where right. you can, like, summon, you know, Pinhead. Right. <laughs> you know, for real. I had a Ouija board when we were kids. They don't sell the Lament configuration. Is that that box? Yeah. Yeah. Take you to some realm where pain and pleasure are the same thing. I don't like Hellraiser. I don't like the sound of that. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> I want pain and pleasure to be separate. Yeah. Separate. One at a time. Oh, it's so efficient to have <laughs> pain and pleasure be the same thing. I think that guy's gross, Pinhead. Oh, they're going to say Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> no, I love Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> um, yeah, he is gross. Pinhead's gross. I don't, he wears like latex, right? Uh-huh. It's like, like weird it. BDSM. Yeah, I don't like it. It's too yucky. Matrixy, gross. They're called Cenobites. Oh, really? I also don't like that name. No, eh, that's neither here nor there for me. But I don't like the idea of this like weird, disgusting S and M guy. Yeah. I think he's always like yelling. Isn't he always like? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he's like angry. He's like he's stoic. Like, ah! Oh, really? Almost emotionless. He'll There's go, no like, point where he does that. We have such sights to show you. Like, he's, he's almost ghostly in a weird way. Really? But, yeah, he also wants to, like, like turn your face inside out Ugh. and, like, kiss it. Yeah, is, <laughs> is sex an overt part of it, or is it just his outfit? I think it's overt. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not just his outfit. I think he has booby piercings. I know. I See, I feel like I've seen it. I'm pretty sure Pinhead's boobies are out. <laughs> pretty sure. How? What do you mean, like, out? I think that he's... Like, there are, like, like, holes? Have you ever seen that thing from Ew. South Park where the Comcast guys have, like... You can open a little pouch and your boobs are there. No. Yeah. I think it's like that. What do you mean? So it's like little holes where his nipples are? You yeah, can just see his, so. his nipples and the piercing? I'm pretty sure. That is so much grosser. Yeah. It's gross. I, I know. Ugh. Yeah. All right. Um, Sorry. I just I just really hate Pinhead. I've only seen the first movie once probably several years ago, and it was fine. It didn't make me want to track down anything else. I seeing it when i was like a teenager or something and just feeling gross about it like yeah. not like prude gross but i was just like ew this is i don't need this it's disgusting yeah. everything's like dripping yeah, yeah it's really gnarly yeah. um so here's how it works yeah because everybody puts their hands on the planchette and mm-hmm. it just starts to mysteriously move around the board spelling out messages and stuff yeah what's actually happening mm-hmm. is that there's a reflex that yeah. we all have that's being triggered it's called the idiometer reflex yeah also known as the Carpenter Effect, hmm. named after William Benjamin Carpenter, who I guess uh, coined it. Okay. Uh, basically, it's any sort of muscular movement mm-hmm. that can be independent of conscious desires or emotions. Mm-hmm. So subconsciously, yeah. your muscles are moving this thing around the board. Yeah. <clears throat> it's proven. Yeah. Uh, but also uh, a very strange thing. Uh, many studies have been done trying to prove that players are moving the, the planchette themselves not spirits uh-huh. a 2012 study found that uh when answering yes or no questions ouija use was significantly more accurate mm-hmm. than just guesswork oh yeah interesting so if you were trying to answer a yes or no question yeah. you just had to pull an answer out of thin air uh-huh less chance that you're gonna do it than if you used a ouija board you might get the right answer what do you think the deal is, is that like your subconscious is a little bit more in the driver's seat because it's not you saying it? Like you can kind of disassociate from things or something? I have no idea. I'd huh. be interested to look up that yeah. study, I guess. Yeah, Maybe that's interesting. Have. But it sounds to me almost like, you know, there's a 50-50 chance that if I flip a coin, it'll be heads or tails. Right. But that doesn't mean that like I might stand around flipping a coin 50 times. It could be heads each time. Yeah. So uh-huh. it could just have been like. Yeah, just like a weird random thing. Yeah. Although, you know, like scientific testing is usually like mm-hmm. 
controlled a million ways. Well, so I wouldn't I imagine that, that there's like a ton of like funding and stuff for like a right. Ouija test, so it may not have been that or none at all. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it may not. Have, I'm sure that they you know did their best, but maybe right. it wasn't like that great a study. Right. Yeah, true. Um, <clears throat> so then uh, here are some uses in in, in literature uh-huh. that are shocking to me. Okay, so I mentioned that like people have used Ouija boards and spirit boards yeah. to try to write novels. Yeah. Uh, check this out. Okay. Wait, what was the thing you said before? Do you remember? Bust this. Bust this. Pearl Lenore Curran uh-huh. Good wrote name. several novels and works of poetry, claiming they were delivered to her by channeling the spirit of a woman named Patience Worth. Great name. She Patience produced Worth. all these works with the help of the ghost Patience Worth. Through the Ouija board? Yep. It was taken forever. Over the course of 20 years. See, I wouldn't have the patience for any of this stuff. Like when... The- yeah. I know. I don't have patience to sit around when somebody wraps out a long message to me at, or write a book through. Just be like, yeah, patience is the right name then, because like yeah. you gotta sit there and watch this planchette slowly slide over to the P. Oh, O O. Yeah, P L. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, in nineteen thirteen, Patience Worth announced herself. Here's a quote. Ready? Yeah. There's a quote from the ghost Patience Worth through the Ouija who helped board. Penny Lenore Curry write. A bunch of books for 20 years. Many moons ago I lived. Again I come. (laughs) Patience worth my name. Wait, I would speak with thee. If thou shalt live, then so shall I. I make my, my bread at thy hearth. Good friends, let us be merry. The time for work is past. Let the tabby drowse and blink her wisdom to the fire log. That sounds nice. Patience Worth is a pretty good writer. Don't understand what it means. The, like the tabby cat? Let the they're tabby all just going to chill? Yeah, I, I don't. The tabby cat's going to blink, then they did a blink ton of by work. the... Uh... Then they wrote novels for 20 years. That's work. Wait, I thought that that was after their novels. No, this is when she announced herself <gasps> to the world. Oh, I, I thought you meant that they wrote on the novels and then she was like, this is what my name is. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Oh, okay. I gotcha. Uh, uh, over the course of years and years and years, yeah. there were like multiple times that people would write down what uh, Patience Worth was saying through the Ouija board. Uh-huh. And there were some details that she let loose about her, her life when she quick, was alive. Quick question. Yeah. Is it all – okay. When you say multiple people were doing it, were different people no. with different Ouija boards – No, 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 okay. no, no. Like this one woman right. who was writing uh-huh. books uh-huh. would contact uh, uh, Patience Worth. And then she, her friends and, like, her husband would write down details about the conversation she would have with the ghost. Would co- – okay, okay, okay. Yeah, as if I'm being, like, I'm going to contact uh-huh. my friend Dougie. Yeah, And yeah. then I move a Ouija board and you're uh-huh. writing – Will's trying to talk to Dougie Okay, right gotcha, now. gotcha, yeah. okay. So uh, that that's how we have, like, recordings of, like, okay. what went on. Yeah. She dropped some details about when she was alive, uh-huh. which was somewhere from 1649 – to 1694. Okay. And dropping references to her home being, quote, across the sea. Okay. She dropped enough details that people were like, oh, she must have been from this town mm-hmm. in London. Uh-huh. And uh, no, get this, uh-huh. no authenticated documents were ever found uh-huh. to suggest that patient's worth was real. <laughs> ever. You don't say. I know. Shocking. Um, she continued to, con- uh, to communicate with Pearl Lenore Curran to the very end. In November 1937, like November like 25th, 1937, uh-huh. Pearl told a friend, quote, Patience has just shown me the end of the road, and you will have to carry on as best you can. She would be dead within two weeks. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Wikipedia says that uh, she was in perfect health. Huh. But then they say literally half a sentence later, she had contracted pneumonia. <laughs> Wikipedia and things like that are confusing sometimes. I run into that kind of stuff all the time where I'm like, wait, there was something yeah. in my thing that was like that. Where I was like, what? Like partway tricking you into believing yeah, yeah, something yeah. impossible. She was in perfect yeah. health. Except she. Except for her pneumonia. She had been shot in yeah. the face. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right, well. Yeah, it's weird. There's no telling how this happened then. Uh, this other person. Yeah. Emily Grant Hutchings. Uh-huh. Wrote a novel. I don't know if this is racist or not. Okay. I tried to find out information about what this means. Okay. For reasons that I'll explain in a moment. I can't find any records of it. Okay. Uh, she claimed that a novel she wrote called Jap Heron. Okay. A novel written from the Ouija board. Uh-huh. Was dictated by the ghost of Mark Twain. <laughs> um, Through the use of a Ouija board. It was written in 1917, seven years after Mark Twain died. Okay. Uh. Now, here's the thing. She was yeah. sued 
uh-huh. by Mark Twain's wife, the estate. What? But they couldn't prove that she didn't talk to the ghost of Mark Twain. Uh, so a lawsuit against her just had to rely on her admitting she was a fraud. That's she, crazy. She never did. But she did at one point acquiesce to some requests. She destroyed every copy of, of- Jap Herring, a novel from a Ouija board or whatever, um, and ceased publication. So I was trying to figure out what it was. All what? all I can find online is them being like, well, it's like Huck Finn, Tom yeah. Sawyer, Jap Herring. Uh-huh. It's like a kid's story, I think. Yeah. But uh, there's no information about it. Um, That's and, crazy. Yeah. Uh, she apparently tried to contact uh, that other lucrative, profitable ghost, Patience Worth. But it didn't work. Oh, so well, she Patience tried to was a tap- one was a one lady. Evidently, yeah. but how crazy is that to be like? I'm gonna try to tap into that other golden egg ghost over there. Yeah, seriously. I did find this. Uh huh. From the New York Times. Uh huh. September 9th, nineteen seventeen. Uh huh. This is a book review of Jap Herring. Oh from one hundred years ago. Uh huh. I picked one line. Yeah. If this is the best that Mark Twain can do <laughs> by reaching across the barrier. The army of admirers that his works have won for him will all hope that he hereafter respects that boundary. Oh, my God. <laughs> Pretty scathing. So Jab Herring couldn't have been great. <laughs> Must not have been a very good book. It wasn't his best work. No. Uh, how about that? The New York Times being like, if this uh, Mark Twain ghost thinks yeah. that he can do what the living Mark Twain did. He's got another thing coming. Stay on the other side of the veil. Weird. Sam Clemens. Yeah. Uh, and then the last thing I've got, just obviously some pop culture yeah, stuff. Yeah. It's like a you know, crazy kind of icon of, of, I don't know, the occult. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it's the centerpiece of the movie The Exorcist. Uh, and the centerpiece of the movie Ouija and Ouija 2. That's right. As well as the Ouija Experiment, okay. which I think was uh, is just on Netflix. And maybe it's even on YouTube. They clearly made it because the Ouija movies were coming out. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, exorcist. I'm sorry. I mean, to yeah. you. the kid Reagan contacts uh-huh. this uh, uh, demon yep. who she calls Captain Howdy. Yep. Turns out to be Pazuzu. Yeah. <laughs> and she gets possessed. A Pazuzu. Pazuzu. Uh, the band, the Mars Volta, uh-huh. wrote an entire album called Bedlam and Goliath, mm-hmm. all about their experiences with a Ouija board, which was purchased in Jerusalem. Uh, essentially, they tried to write a story yeah. using a Ouija board, yeah. just like Patience Worth. Okay. Um, and then uh, they did successfully. Yeah. Uh, but they also started to experience a lot of uh, misfortune. Oh, Their really? studio flooded. Someone got a hangnail. I like tried to be into Mars Volta and it didn't quite click for me. I like one song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's all so when is this from? Is it, is it like more? Like, it's do you pretty know recent. You- it's from like 2008 or something. Oh, okay, so I yeah. wouldn't have been in the Mars Volta loop at that point. Right. That's weird. I want to look that yeah, up. They eventually buried the board. What? Yeah, they buried it. Um, the occultist. Oh, I want to know more about that. The occultist Alistair Crowley, mm-hmm. known as the wickedest man in the world, yeah, used one. Yep. That's all I have because okay. I figured someday we can talk about Alistair Crowley. But I wanted to name drop. Yes. Once I saw the wickedest man in the world. Yeah, you gotta mention. I it. had to say it. Right. Uh, in London. Uh-huh. A man, this is in 1994. Okay. A man named Stephen Young was convicted of murder. Uh huh. And was granted a was retrial. Was a Ouija board a witness? Uh, he was granted a retrial when it was discovered that four of the jurors uh-huh. that declared him guilty uh-huh. had used a Ouija board to contact the victim and ask who killed him. Oh my God. The victim said, Stephen Young killed me. And then they declared him guilty. Once that was found out, Stephen Young was ga- granted a retrial. What happened? He was convicted of murder again. Okay. <laughs> Just goes right. to show. It's... Listen to the dead. <laughs> they know who killed them. They do. Don't waste time and resources. It's just a thing. Yeah. They know. Uh, and then uh, this. Yeah. Prepare to get scared. Okay. A young musician named Vincent Funier. Okay. That's how I'm choosing to pronounce sure. it. Sure. It might be. I think it's Funyan. Fernier. <laughs> Fernian. Uh, when using a Ouija board, learned that he was the reincarnation of a 17th century witch. Okay. He assumed the name of his witchy ancestor and made music history. Vincent Funier became Alice Cooper. That's awesome. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Alice Cooper started as believing that he was a reincarnated witch? 
No, he later on uh, admitted that he just uh, came up with a name off the top of his head. Well, yeah, but no. And decided to name his band that. I'm not surprised, but that was the conceit? Yeah. Like, I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. I was very happy to find that out. That's amazing. Yeah. His name like, is was Vincent like, Fournier. Yeah, I had no idea about that. So was that like press stuff? It was like a, a risen witch from the century of... You know, whatever. You thought the witch was gone? Yeah. The witch is back. And she's hungry and horny. <laughs> she's hungry for love and it's feeding time, baby. Yeah. Whoa, whoa. Oh, yeah. That's so awesome. Yeah, I know. I wasn't worthy to learn that information. No, no. You're worthy. You're worthy. Get up. <laughs> right. um, and that is yeah. my study of the Ouija board. That's awesome. From ancient China. Yeah. And a poop From demon. From the toilets all the way to the top of the charts. God of the toilets. <laughs> ah, yeah. That's good. <laughs> that sounds like a headline for a review on iTunes or yeah. something. <laughs> That's did you see some of our Facebook stuff. group called us? They said that we did a great job of keeping it in the shallow end or something like yeah. that. And I was like, thank you so much. Yes, 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 yes. I believe that that is. <laughs> uh, I'm going to use his uh, YouTube name. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm wrong about this, but I think uh-huh. I'm right. Ratched. Okay, cool. On YouTube. Yeah. Uh, who then joined the uh, the Facebook group. Sweet. Yeah. He He's written many of the Wikipedia pages that I we saw, have. I can't look at that anymore because it makes me, it gets me uptight and nervous that, that people could be fact checking. Yeah. 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 We have, we have listeners and viewers who are writing the very information that we're using. I know. I saw, which I think rules. It's amazing. But I saw a couple of his comments on YouTube. And I was like, it's best I stay away. Yeah. It's kind of that thing for me where I'm like, I don't want to read good or bad things about myself. I just don't want to know, really. Huh. Okay. So I can just like keep my heart pure, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think that we kept to the, I kept trying to keep to the shallow end a little bit. I know I get lost in the details sometimes, but I like a lot of the details. William. And uh, Toilet Witch, come on. I know. I couldn't avoid it. How could you not include that? Yes, but I do also try to keep to the shallow end and just kind of keep it being like, because there's so much well, more. Well, just keep it to whatever we want. Dude, I'm just saying. When there's I, so when much I, more Ouija information that I didn't put in my course. notes. Of course. So much. There's always more We should publish our. My notes are stupid. My notes are like all over the map and Mine are fun. too. Mine are. I. I memorize a lot of this stuff so I can just talk normally and I know, not read I off can't of do something. It. I have too much. So my notes are like not very useful. I yeah, I can't do that. Because yeah. I I I have so many stupid details in this. Yeah. That like I, I want to know the name of the guy who invented the board. I like to right. say that. Right. Yeah. Uh I forgot it already. Well what do you I like do? to say it. Yeah. Um I'm more a broad stroke sir. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Uh okay. Yeah, that's I it. I think that brings us to the end of another episode of Guide to the Unknown. That's right. Uh thank you so much for joining us. Mm-hmm. From thank here, you. if you enjoyed this show, mm-hmm. uh why don't we uh you know what we usually try to like throw out like all the things that you can do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pick one. Okay. That I'd like people to do more than anything Great. else right now. Great. Uh on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh Kristen set up a little private group. Mhm. Uh, where people can join yeah. and talk to each other. It doesn't just have to be about this show. Yeah. It doesn't have to be about exclusively spooky stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love it if you guys out there listening and or watching mm-hmm. uh, would jump over to Facebook. Yeah. Look up Guide to the Unknown. Yep. You can also look us up there using GTTU Pod. Mm-hmm. The group is attached to the Facebook page. Yep. Like the page. Join the group. Talk to us. Let you know. Let us know what you think about the show. Yeah. Maybe things that you'd like to hear us discuss in the future. Yeah. Uh, I know that we've already gotten a couple of votes on like Twitter and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Of uh, we did get a couple of votes of people saying like, yes, please do a commentary track for the movie Twilight. Right. We got one. How does that even work, by the way? Like, how would we do that? I know there are some groups that like sell them. Uh huh. I don't know that I want to sell them. Is I think well, no I just one don't would even understand them. how it would how would how would that work? Like you and I sit down and put on. Uh, 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 Twilight. Right. And uh, as we watch it, we just record what we're saying about it. Mm-hmm. Tell people when to hit play. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Gotcha. So they can sync it up. It's a little gotcha. cumbersome okay. for them. Yeah. Like, I think we should do yeah, one as an experiment uh-huh. to see if anybody even listens to it. Because mm-hmm. it may, most people are probably going to be like, I'm not going to track down Twilight and sync it up to your podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds hard. But it might be fun to just like sure. try it. Sure. Uh, plus, then we get to make fun of Twilight. Plus, then I get to watch Twilight. Yeah. yeah. And uh, somebody on. Twitter yep. said out of the blue. Yes. I did not sway this. You did Un- not sway this. Unprovoked. Right? No, I didn't. Uh uh-uh. uh. That she would like to hear us do a commentary for the movie Scream. Yep. Now, guys, William and I love Scream. If you listened to Book Club Schmuck Club, which this person who tweeted us that did, it was Rachel, I believe, um, then you know that. Yeah. That's why she <laughs> brought that up. 
Now, I would love to do that. Maybe that's our tester. Sure. Because then we'll see if people listen to it. And if they of do. Of course, it's enjoyable. So we're not putting ourselves through the hassle watching Twilight. Exactly. I'll watch Scream anytime. Right? So yeah. maybe we should do that. Sure. Uh, but yeah, if there's any other like kooky, crazy stuff like that that you guys would just like to see us do. Yeah. Uh, leave that in the Facebook group. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be fun. It'd be fun yeah. to come up with weird little side projects like yeah. that. Not giant things that are going to take a million years. Sure. Just kind of goofball things that we can mm. throw online so that everybody has a good time. Sure. That'd be fun. You know what? We just like everybody to have a good time. I do. It's corny to say, but it's I true. Know. It's nice to be able to just kind of unplug your mind yeah. and check out something goofy and fun for a little totally. bit. Totally. Yeah. So uh, do that. Yep. That's that's my vote for the week. Go sure, to Facebook. Sure, that's your homework. Yeah. Like Guide to the Unknown. Yep. Join the Facebook group mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and chat with us. Let's yeah. form a little commune. That'd be great. Yeah. Oh, yeah, commune. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, all right, you guys. Well, cool. thank you so much for uh, tuning in. Yeah. We hope thank you had you. a good time. Yep. If you want, you can, of course, reach out to us individually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm at Chillin' Kristen on Instagram and Twitter, and you can also find us at GTTU Pod on all social media. Yep. I'm at Haunted Sponge. Mm-hmm. Uh, feel free to hit me up. Yep. And uh, bust that. <laughs> Bust uh, this. Yeah. So we'll see you guys next week. But until then, we must travel. (sighs) Us weary travelers back to the netherworld. Go (laughs) away.